Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all of you. I'm Metiba Karjola, and you're listening to ICANN's new music theory program, The Shape of Music. Welcome to The Shape of Music, a five-part series where we take you through the magic of music, how it works, and what makes it sound so good. On our journey, we will first explore the small Lego blocks of music that, when you put together, make beautiful creations. You'll know not only the science behind sound waves, the differences in sounds from around the world, an entirely new alphabet made for music, but also how the magic behind music makes us feel emotions. Let's get into it. Music is an art form that we're all familiar with to a certain degree. It's the sounds that make us want to move, or laugh, or cry, or try new things. Over the course of this program, we will be learning about music theory, which is a fancy way of saying how music works. Think of it like how our number system helps us out with math. You can see a big string of numbers and equations, and you can tell that it's math, you just can't understand it without knowing what the numbers mean. It's the same with music and music theory. You can recognize music without knowing the theory behind it, but truly understanding the theory means you can better connect with the music. Each episode, we will talk about a new idea in music. The first important idea is rhythm. Rhythm is a pattern that holds something together. It's the space between notes in music. Think of it like how you need both sand and water to build a sandcastle. If you have dry sand, you can't make anything with it. It doesn't have structure. But once you add a little bit of moisture by mixing in some water, you can build a sandcastle. Rhythm in music serves the same purpose that water serves in sandcastles. If that doesn't make sense yet, don't worry, it will soon. Let's first take a step back, because it's more than just music. There's rhythm all around us. Let me give you an example of how rhythm works. Put your hand over your heart and try to find your heartbeat. If you listen closely, you'll hear that your heart beats in a pattern. Bum, bum, bum. Bum. That pattern is what keeps you breathing. It's what protects your whole body. Now, if you can, and you're not constrained by a seatbelt or anything else, do 20 jumping jacks. As you jump up and down, pay attention to how your breaths are getting faster. Now, relax. Put your hand over your heart again. Can you feel the difference? Your heart should be beating faster. The pattern is still the same, it's just your heart beats quicker. Congratulations! That means you just sped up your body's rhythm. Another way rhythm exists in the world around us is in the four seasons. Spring, summer, fall, and winter each happen for the same amount of time every year, and they're what give us a full year. The pattern of the seasons will go on for as long as we will know. 
Another way we use rhythm is when we tell time. 60 seconds, or 60 times the clock ticks, and you have a minute. 60 minutes, and you have an hour. 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year, and so on. Bouncing a basketball. Dancing to a song. Chewing your food. Even walking has rhythm. When you're walking, you usually take your steps in a pattern, otherwise it feels uncomfortable. Then when you start to run, the rhythm gets faster, just like your heart after you did jumping jacks. This is what we call tempo, the speed at which a pattern moves. So a rhythm with a slow tempo would be your heartbeat normally, and a rhythm with a fast tempo would be your heartbeat after 20 jumping jacks. Here's another exercise for you guys. Count to 10 right now. All right, hopefully you are done by now. No matter how you counted, whether you counted slow or you counted fast, you probably did it with rhythm because it's what sounds best to our ears. If I said count to 10 and you went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that wouldn't be very rhythmic, but our bodies are trained to do things with rhythm because it's less confusing and more organized. Alright, at this point you might be thinking, when is this guy going to start talking about music? Trust me, we're getting there, but this is just as important. One of the things I want you all to learn from these lessons is that the ideas that are part of music theory are more than just parts of music, they're all around us. And understanding how they work in our everyday lives can help us understand how they work in music. In the same way, understanding how some of these ideas work in music can help us understand how they work elsewhere. One thing I ask that you all do throughout this process is that you listen with an open mind and be willing to be creative. Some parts of music theory may seem abstract or like they don't make sense, but I promise that if you are willing to learn, you will. Now, the reason this program is called The Shape of Music is because each lesson we're going to talk about a new idea in music and relate it to a shape. Today, we're working with rhythm. I like to think of rhythm as a heart because it reminds me of my heartbeat. As long as the heart is beating, it's sustaining a rhythm. And like I said before, the rhythm of the heart is maybe the most important rhythm to exist. It's crucial to realize that rhythms come in infinite shapes and sizes. Different cultures use different rhythms. They vary from loudness to tempo to the instruments playing them. Now, let's take a look at what rhythms sound like in the music of people from all around the world. Here's a clip from the North African country, Morocco. This song is from a party where musicians are beating drums to a loud rhythm. So people are dancing and having a good time. Because the setting is so energetic, the rhythm is very strong. You can hear in the background the crowd clapping along to the drums. This Moroccan rhythm is definitely something you can move along to. 
Here's a rhythm from Bolivia, a country in South America. The rhythm here is played only on the guitar, and while it is more lonely and complicated, you can still feel how it keeps moving along. The guitarist even hits the guitar to add more color to the rhythm. In America, a popular folk rhythm is the ragtime. This is a clip from Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag. The rhythm feels almost like it's upside down, or it should be played differently, right? Its unique feeling and liveliness makes the listener want to move. Now that we know what different types of musical rhythms sound like, let's break them down and see how they're played so you can all read and play rhythms by yourselves. Remember when we said that rhythm is the space between notes? That space depends on the length or duration of that note. Today we'll go over four types of notes, or note values, which each last a different amount of time. Before I get into how each of the four types work, I've prepared some visual guides that'll help you learn these concepts hands-on. Feel free to pause me, if you can, as I go over some instructions. And if there are any adults listening along with children, you can help out too. If you go to iCanRadio.org slash Shape of Music, again, that's iCanRadio.org backslash Shape of Music, you'll find a tab called Modules, where you'll see resources for the first episode on rhythm. There, you'll find two worksheets, one titled Note Values, Durations, and Time Signatures, and the other called The Musical Pizza, don't get too hungry, because the pizza is made out of paper. Sorry, guys. If you can, open those files and print them out. If not, just follow along. Also, if you can't get to the pizza document, but you do have a piece of paper handy, cut that paper into a circle, and it'll serve the same purpose. And if you can't get to the files, don't worry. I'll still explain everything. The documents are just another way for you all to visualize and learn these concepts. The first type of note is the whole note. It looks like a circle. And when you think of a pizza, like our very own musical pizza, think of the whole note as the whole pizza, round. The next note value is the half note, which is a circle with a stem. The half note is, conveniently, half the length of the whole note, so two half notes make one whole note. Take your circle and cut it right down the middle, so you're left with two pieces the same size. Each piece represents a half note, and when you put the two together, you get the whole pizza, or a whole note. Isn't it just wonderful how we can use pizza to learn about music? The third note value is the quarter note. It looks like a half note, but it's filled in. Two quarter notes make a half note, and four of them make a whole note. If you want to see what this looks like with the pizza, go ahead and cut your two half pizzas down the middle again, 
and you should be left with four equal sized slices of pizza. When you put two of these quarter slices together, you get one half slice. When you put all four of the quarter slices together, you're back to the whole pizza pie. Now I'm sure you can guess what we're going to do for the last note value. We're going to cut everything in half one last time. When you cut the four quarter notes in half, you're left with eight eighth notes. The eighth note looks like a quarter note with a little flag on the end of it. If you've been following along with the pizza or circle example, you should have eight equal pieces by now. Each slice represents one eighth note. All right, that was a lot. To review, let's go backwards. Let's start with the eighth note. When you put two of these together, you get one quarter note. Then two quarter notes equal a half note. This means that four eighth notes also equals a half note. Next, two half notes make a whole note. This means that four quarter notes also equal a whole note. And that eight eighth notes makes a whole note too. Great! Now you understand note values. And all the while, you did it by thinking about the greatest part of Italian cuisine, pizza. Now, let's talk about what all this looks like on paper. We now need to learn what a time signature is. A time signature is another way to organize music so people can read and play it. Written music is divided by measures, or bars, and the time signature tracks how the bars are spaced. The time signature we'll be talking about today is called 4-4. When you look at the start of any piece of music, you'll see the time signature. For 4-4, it looks like a 4 stacked on top of another 4. It's the most common time signature in music. Now let's talk about what both of these 4s mean. The top number is how many beats there are in each bar. The bottom number tells us what note value is equal to one beat. So in our 4-4 time signature, the bottom four tells us that a quarter note, the one where four of them makes the whole pizza, gets one beat. And the top four tells us that when you put four quarter notes together, that's the end of the bar and we need to start a new one because there's no more space for any more notes. Here are some tunes you've probably heard in 4-4. I've added a pulse to them so you can hear that there are four beats per bar. Clap along to the beat so you can see what I'm talking about. Here's a clip from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, better known as Ode to Joy, in 4-4 time. Here's another piece in 4-4 called The Entertainer. It's written by Scott Joplin, the same guy who wrote The Maple Leaf Rag, which we heard earlier. While you're listening, pay attention to the tempo. On the third beat of the second bar, it starts to slow down just a little, and then it picks right back up to where it started.
A full measure in 4-4 time sounds like this. If we think about how the other three note values fit into this time signature, we can see that a whole note is already equal to four quarter notes, so that makes up a whole bar by itself. And here it is again with the beat. We also know that since a half note gets two beats because it is two quarter notes combined, two half notes makes four beats, which is a full bar. Then, if we break it down even more, since eight eighth notes make four quarter notes, this is a full bar. The fun doesn't end there though. You can fill a bar with any combination of notes, as long as there are four beats. To start a new bar, we must add a bar line, which is just a vertical line to separate bars. If all of these combinations seem confusing, don't worry, they'll make sense the more you practice and think about them. So let's do some practice. Here's two bars of music. For learning's sake, let's give each of these note values a name so we can sing them easily. Let's call the quarter note ta, the eighth note t, and the half note ta. Now I'm going to play the same rhythm two more times. I'll sing it the first time, then you join in the second. Ta. Nice! You're becoming a musician! What you just did was sing two full bars of music. Half, quarter, quarter, eighth, 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 quarter, quarter. See how it's all coming together? Before we wrap up for the day, let's review everything we've talked about. Musical rhythm is the space between notes, which gives a song structure and keeps everything together, like a bit of water in a sandcastle. Rhythm exists not only in music, but in much of the world around us, like with the four seasons and the way our hearts beat. We talked about how there are so many types of rhythms and that tempo, loudness, and the instrument are all factors which make up a rhythm. Also, a lot of cultures around the world have their distinctive sounds. When reading and playing music, we deal with whole, half, quarter, and eighth notes. There are two half notes in a whole note, two quarter notes in a half note, and two eighth notes in a quarter note. Finally, we discussed time signatures, which organize all of these types of notes in bars or measures. We worked with the 4-4 time signature, which means that in every bar there are four beats, and the quarter note is worth one beat. Whew! That is a lot of content to learn in 20 minutes. But hey, we got through it! Between now and the next lesson, I have a little assignment for you. And adults, if you're listening, you can help out. 
Record yourself playing a rhythm and email the clip to sarah at allclassical.org. Use your own creativity. Be inspired. You can clap your hands, play drums, count, knock on a door. The possibilities truly are endless. Think back to all that we talked about. The Moroccan drum rhythm, the Bolivian tango, the American ragtime. Now it's time for you to invent your own rhythm. Remember that rhythm is something that is literally already inside of you. It is your heartbeat. So don't think too hard when you're trying to come up with what to do. We'll have your submissions at the start of the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Metaba Kujolo, and I will see you all next time on The Shape of Music, where we will go over melody, rhythm's twin sibling. This episode was written and recorded by me and produced by Sarah Zwinklis, with music by Nathaniel Wyvern, Scott Holmes, and me. Special thanks to Sarah and Dr. Ann Young for helping out with the outline for this episode. 